Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there, and welcome to the Jane Anderson Show. I am so thrilled that you are here and that we're going to be introducing our very special guest very soon. But today, what I want to share with you is that, as you probably know, is that I'm the founder of Women with Influence, which is the Australia's leading community of female corporate consultants. So they're typically selling to large organizations and I help them. And in the community, we create a community of collaboration, connection, and commerciality so that you're creating something that is a practice that is really about being um, uh, profitable, is really about being commercially smart and about really positioning you as the expert in your space. Um, So today's podcast, I wanted to introduce you to our very special guest, which I will do. But a couple of things that I'm happening at the moment that I'm noticing. So we are in a really interesting time at the moment. I mean, we've been through a lot over the last couple of years that we have things going on, particularly overseas, the impact of uh, the Ukraine and Russia here in Australia, what that means is the amount of uncertainty it creates, fuel prices. I put fuel in the car yesterday, which was cost me $2.23 a litre. Um, so, and then uh, we've also got impacts of COVID still sort of um, hanging around a little bit. But what we are seeing is that there's certainly still uh, uh, some um, awareness, still some, um, I guess, tentativeness around meetings and events and people sort of gathering and getting together. I've been booked for quite a few speaking gigs lately. So there are those that are still sort of happening, but I'm still noticing a little bit of uncertainty. However, the confidence in being able to engage consultants and to um, what I'm, uh, the community that we work with, I'm seeing that they're, there's certainly an awareness now that we can do things virtually, we can still do a good job virtually, but there is that awareness that people are tired and trying to work out a way to be able to manage that. So we are in really interesting times, which is why it's kind of opportune for me to introduce you to our guest today. Uh, our guest today, I really wanted to share with you because she has been part of our Women with Influence community uh, since 2000. 18, 19. <laughs> um, and when I met this person is that, you know, she was a real, she was certainly a real go-getter and she is today. And I thought, you know, she is really the epitome of what this community is all about. Um, today's very special guest is a woman called Jessica Schubert. She is a leadership coach, a change expert and facilitator. And she founded the uh, company called Intact Teams. Uh, and she started that company back in 2013. Uh, She's a global change leadership expert. She's a sought after international speaker. She has published her book recently called Lead the Future, where she shares strategies on how to lead in a fast changing and ambiguous world. Uh, Jessica works globally with organizations across a wide range of industries. So she's, uh, she's got clients like uh, Ericsson, she's got clients like uh, British Airways, so she really gets this sort of global space. Uh, she designs and delivers, delivers transformational programs for leadership and coaching programs and helping leaders to create cultural workplaces where people are happy, 
and productive. So in a nutshell, she's in the business of developing leaders. Over the last 25 years, she's got an incredible amount of corporate experience and working across Asia and, um, and Europe, Asia Pacific and Europe. Um, she totally gets the leadership space. She works in dealing with power dynamics, organizational complexities, and blends it with you know, really proven leadership models, coaching theories, and adult learning principles. She grew up in Germany and she has made Australia her home. She has a really warm, but this balance of a real no-nonsense kind of approach. She is very results-focused and very customer-driven. Um, so, and she's very um, at, um, well-versed in creating well-being and development of people in a really world-class and exceptional way. So I look, um, so please welcome Jessica Schubert. So Jessica, thank you so much for being part of the community and to being part of uh, the podcast today and this interview. So we are so thrilled. We know ab how absolutely busy you are. You are in a really hectic time in your practice. And I said, I wonder if Jessica could squeeze in you know, a quick interview. And you were, amazingly, you said yes. So thank you so much for your generosity. You are always so generous with what you share with the community. This is going out to a little bit wider outside our community. So it's a great opportunity to share you with some of the rest of the world and share with some of the things that you're doing. Um, Jessica, are you happy to share a little bit about your practice, how you started, you know, the evolution of, you know, and you've had an amazing background from living all over the world and all sorts of things. So are you happy to share a bit about all the context of what's led you to today? Yes, of course. Well, let, let me start with what I do now okay. and then I'll sort of take you back a little yeah, bit. So right. I, I run a global leadership practice called Intact Teams and mm. it's truly global because we work uh, with every corner of the planet uh, nice. and it's and it's been quite the journey so uh, let me take you back when you you know when you see my name and you hear me talking now you probably think oh she's got a strange accent and I always have to explain where I'm from uh, while I'm you know you're calling me in Australia in Melbourne at the moment I'm originally from Germany I grew up in Germany and lived there most of my life but yes. I haven't lived there for over 20 years um, I live, I've lived on this side of the planet for the last 20 years. I've lived and worked in New Zealand, spent some years in Sydney and in Melbourne before I moved to Hong Kong and Japan for six years, uh, mm. where I worked and lived as well. And now Melbourne is my home again. Uh, I've, I've got a corporate background in mm. operations and sales, um, probably sales spanned the longer time for over 20 years in the commercial real estate industry, had a bit mm. of a pivot in the into the hospitality industry as well, which taught me a lot about dealing with people and difficult people. Yes. Uh, and then in 2013, while I was working in Hong Kong, uh, the way I got to uh, running my own leadership practice really started with coaching. But I would like to say, actually, it started by fluke. And the reason why I say this was I was leading large cross-cultural teams. We're growing the real estate company across Asia. And I was building the teams and developing the teams all across Asia. And I was really passionate about working with people. But I needed additional tools to be able to um, maximize people's potential, help them to overcome challenges so they could be the best salespeople they could be. So I took a, a coaching course to become an accredited coach, but not to build a business, but for me to have some additional tools on how to develop leaders. But I was 
at the last day of my first three-day workshop in my accreditation. And whilst the first day was really difficult, it was something very new for me to coach people, you know, to right. ask them open questions and reflect and make it all about them and not about myself. Uh, <laughs> and I almost gave up. I will never forget. I sat in my, you know, in my red Hong Kong taxi. It was raining like it usually does in Hong Kong. And I was like, I'm going to give up. I'm not going to do this anymore. But, uh, <laughs> you know, on day three, I was sitting, you know, again in a taxi on the way home. I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I had this idea of starting a side hustle and coaching people in my own coaching practice back in 2013. And uh, I've, you know, run it as a side hustle and now as a full-time practice working with people all over the world. So very humble beginnings out of a corporate role with a passion to develop leaders and help people, um, you know, to be happier and more productive. Yeah, amazing. So, you know, and that's, um, I think so so many people start that side hustle, particularly a lot of women who, you know, I mean, you're such a shining example of somebody who's been able to do that, then particularly working with large organisations and then being able to go, okay, well, I can start this. It doesn't have to be, you know, it wasn't a, um, I think sometimes we can think it's so black and white, but in your case, in your journey, it was a bit more accelerator clutch like you were so you're starting your practice a bit on the side and then um then what did you when you started that did you start did you go into your own practice straight away or was there some consulting or contracting type things that happened or was it all a bit of all of the above (laughs) how did that sort of happen yeah it was a bit of all of the above to be honest Again, when I started coaching, I just wanted to practice and I practiced on my colleagues and my teams. And they then referred me to other people and they asked me, how much do you charge? And I wasn't even sure back then in the very early days. So I registered the business and started charging. So it was a true side hustle where in my free time, I would coach people and I started to charge. I then went into taking my full-time job uh, to a part-time job and I started um, acquiring my own clients, but also working as, as an associate for other leadership mm-hmm. companies right. and the benefit of doing that and I recommend this to people who consider building a coaching practice but they don't want to just you know hang their corporate you know mm. uh, career on you know up on the headstand um, yeah. and working with other people because I learned so much about myself coaching practices how to you know facilitate workshops because now I facilitate you know, transformational and leadership work workshops, 50% of what is what I do and 50% is coaching. Um, yeah. So it was a little bit of everything and the shift then, the plan was always, I knew back then that I wanted to run this as my own coaching practice. I was envisaging, you know, sitting in a serviced office, uh, you know, with employees, although that that didn't turn quite out like that, which is a good thing, you know, with my employees and we have a big team of facilitators and marketing and finance and we're, you know, we're running this large leadership practice. So I already had this in mind, but also knew that I had to get there in my own way. And it was too risky to just stop working. So it was full-time job to part-time job to contracting. And it was very much, you know, some of my own clients helping other leadership companies as an associate. Right. And so then what happened, you you sort of decided, was there a moment that you went, right, (laughs) I've got to make this jump? And how did you... How did you do that? Because that's, 
you know, so many of us have, have hit that wall and we go, okay, I'm either in or I'm out. I just realized I can't, I can't do it all. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, to be honest, it came out, you know, in the middle of COVID. Yeah. So I was still contracting, you know, to a company where I was holding a sales role. And I just realized through COVID, actually from both sides, we said, you know, it's we, we get apart ways and it was sort of almost like the kick in the backside that I needed but also then the confidence that I can do it because I had built up you know my practice to to this point where I knew I could support myself but then 2021 came we already had a year of COVID and 2021 was even more difficult I found being based in Melbourne you know with continuous lockdowns and you know the difficulties that all organizations were going through at that time so it was actually a really difficult time to start but I, I tend to jump into things like this where it's really hairy and difficult <laughs> I'll sort it out I'm a, I'm a very optimistic person and yeah, uh, yeah and I just uh, yeah I used the time really wisely as you would recall Jane because Absolutely. in that time when we were in lockdown I started writing my book which was one yes. of the things I did as well yeah and which I've got Oh, what did I do with it? I had it just here. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> this is, oh my God, I read it right here. Anyway. No, anyway, I must have, I must have put it somewhere else. Anyway, um, all good. Um, yeah, because that's a really difficult time to start. I mean, difficult, but at the same time is, you know, I started my practice in GFC. So it was like, um, same kind of thing. It's like, are you crazy? You know, like, yeah, kind of. But it's, quite, it's the whole zig when people kind of zag, isn't it? And where there's opportunities and there's people, you know, that's quite often when the most innovative time is. But what you had done, I think, in the lead up to that, was that is your mastery is those relationships and just how you built you know you have stayed and remained connected with so many people over so many years and so much time particularly because that's you've um lived in six different countries and you've built you've learned how to build relationships and maintain them um for you know to be able to be so adaptable you know and which is a lot about what you talk about um in your book lead the future um in terms of to go and then now to go to today and a bit of the work that you do today, are you happy to share a bit about the type of programs that you work, that you deliver today? So some of the leadership stuff. And as you said, we're talking global stuff. We're not talking. And you're doing this all from Melbourne, like the scale of what you're able to do and the people you're working with and talking to. Are you happy to share a little bit about how that works today? Yes, of course. Yeah. So whilst, you know, I still facilitate the odd, you know, full day workshop, you know, focused on communicating and influencing, uh, that still happens. We are mainly focusing on transformational programs and they really span over six to 12 months. And by transformational programs, I mean working with a cohort, a group or an intact team of a medium-sized to large organization and support them and help them with blended programs to make the transformation for, to, from where they are now to where they need to be. And it's all centered around leadership, lead change, um, lead self, lead others, uh, lead change and lead the future. So you're really coming from 
at, like you can come in at any angle. You're coming in from a, a team level, the individuals, the leader, the group of leaders, like even them, how they work together. Uh, then you've got, so you're leading through to a, it's, you can do as much or as little as you need to, leading really through to an entire cultural transformation if you needed to. And not just that, but in any part of the world. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So we we go from you know um, graduate programs, but even more so emerging leaders and high potential. So we're involved in a lot of those programs, uh, female or women in leadership programs, um, and senior leadership programs as well. So quite often we get approached when there's a group of people who are team leaders and they lead, you know, so they lead a team or they lead a department and they, their business needs them to step up to also lead the business. So it's all about these skills that matter now to be able to lead the future. And often we go back with the foundational skills because leadership as such hasn't changed but our landscape has changed. Yeah? And I talk about this in our book, you know, we are impacted by global megatrends like, uh, you know, um, uh, our environment, like COVID was one event, for example, uh, you know, changed lane, landscape of generations. So in 2030, 75% of, you know, employees and workers are going to be millennials and Gen Z. We have to be able to, you know, uh, to lead these, these generations, but also, also of course, digitalization, uh, technological advances and the future of work. So these hybrid workplaces right now, that's where our work sits, where we help leaders to step up and really you know, um, boost their leadership skills they need uh, and then um, adopt new leadership skills that are really required by the industry and by the community to truly lead the future. So leading with foresight, um, you know, leading change um, and mobilizing people you know, embracing technology, all of these new skills. Yeah. Um, and in all of our transformational programs, some aspects and this learning is included in these transformational programs. It doesn't matter on, on which level that is. Yeah, just incredible the scale and, and your global perspective that you're able to bring to that because, you know, you totally get what it's like to try and manage people across those countries, um, you know, even before we got to COVID and remote workforces and things like that. Um, Jessica, to go into then your practice itself, you know, so you've come on a pretty big trajectory just over the last few years, particularly coming now into your practice full time, particularly since COVID hit. Um, in terms of the methodologies and the, you know, um, some of the, the things that you've applied as part of, you know, being in the Women with Influence community, you know, I mean, we met, uh, Jessica came to one of our dinners one night in Melbourne which was a long time ago. It seems like a long time ago now, but it feels like you're part of the furniture. We, we just, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's been such a wonderful journey to see your practice grow and to see you really be able to drive it the way that you wanted it to. Um, doing your book last year, uh, then so working on your positioning, then, you know, even some of the things that you've done, like if I look at the you know, when we talk about those four quadrants and building that platform that you've built between, you know, you're so consistent with your newsletters, your social media, you know, um, educating the market, getting out and being interviewed on podcasts and things like that. Mind you, you've also closed some really great stuff. So you've got big programs being rolled out. Um, you're juggling it all. <laughs> We're going, and you make it look so easy. 
uh, and effortless and that she's just gliding through it all. And uh, But I know behind the scenes and or the duck looks so smooth on the water and your little feet are going flat out. What have been some of the things that you have found in your practice that you've that have really helped you you know really elevate it to where you've where you've been able to build it to now like is it whether it's those four quadrants is it positioning is it like what have been some of the things that have been standouts for you that you've implemented Mm. well it's interesting that you say how we met because I remember that night as well I just thought I'm not I'm going to network with some amazing you know women who are, you know, like me, who run coaching practices. And you were so generous with the insights you gave me. And you mentioned, you know, the four quadrants and you mentioned some of the different bands coaching practices go through and what the right activities are in each band. And I was just, you know, gobsmacked. Uh, I was like, I need to know more because this helps me. What my challenges actually were up until then were that, um, I actually felt a bit lost in my coaching practice. I delivered really good work um, and they're staying close, you know, to my clients, knowing them really well, mm. becoming part of their DNA. So I, yes. I'm so close to my clients. They're ready to give me an email address. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they share so much of their own organization and their culture. And that's really helpful for them and for me to understand what are, what are their organizational and cultural challenges and therefore how, how I can help. So that work was all right, but I, couldn't find a way to scale it and because I'm someone who's really optimistic and are trying to think out I actually got sidetracked I tried to be everything for everyone you know so I looked at you know everyone was doing online courses um, and uh, you know creating self-paced digital you know educational courses and there was all sorts of stuff out there and um, I didn't know where I was going and um, in terms of positioning as well you know people were saying to me oh you should do programs for women returning to work after you know after having babies I'm like oh that sounds like I don't even have children right so you know but I got really sidetracked and what helped me with you know starting and joining your community and being part of some of your programs is being focused on how I can add value so when we talk about positioning it's not just about what you know but it's about mm-hmm. what you're passionate about and where you can add the most value and yeah. staying true to your uh, you know the strength staying true to that doesn't mean that you never you know uh, add a program that you always wanted to do but you know from what was helpful for me was really really focused on the kind of people and groups and markets I was adding the most value and I wanted to work with and that is still to this day business to business in you know in the in organizations um and then you know the 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 other you know um methodologies that helped me was then focusing on the right things at the right time so our second meeting was then in Brisbane, where we had lunch. Yeah, that's and right. I your brain and you told yeah. exactly, you know. That's right. Gosh, it was hot that day too. I was, remember it being really hot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We was, I think we were sweating under the, we the tablecloth. That's yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I had just come from a networking event where I had workshopped, um, you know, about different behavior styles and ha- helped, you know, financial uh, women in, in the finance industry to be able that's to right. influence, um, you know, um, uh, people in the boardroom. Yes. And you asked me, how are you going to get in touch with these people? Do you have a list? And I'm like, yeah, I've got an Excel spreadsheet. And you're like, you got to send them a newsletter. you got to stay in touch. That's right. And that's when I really understood, okay, I'm going to have to do this. And I did it manually because I didn't have a system set up. But I the remember 
first thing I put, yeah, I put in place was, you know, uh, an email marketing system that works well and that's professional. So it was then about investing in the right things, but also then writing um, the right IP. Um, mm. So again, it helped me to, you know, do be part of some of your programs where it was about being really prolific with getting ideas out of my head onto paper mm. um, and then, you know, um, contacting my contacts you know on my list at the right time with the right content and really yes. growing that and having some targets around that as well I didn't quite understand that beforehand because I worked in organizations before and I had a marketing team doing yeah. this when you run your own coaching practice you're responsible for setting up these systems and that's been really helpful um, you know being being part and taking part in your programs Oh, it's great, Jessica, because, you know, what I love about you is you just go, okay, just show me what to do. Yep, radio, I'll do that. And off she goes. Then, okay, how did you go? She goes, oh, I got two, 200 leads. Is that good? So, <laughs> um, you know, yes. like some of the things, you know, what I think what is your real mastery is, is that empathy that you have and that you've been able to really bring into your communication. And, you know, it shows up because, you know, as you write, as you go out to market, as you go, I'm going to put this webcast on. I mean, you ran a webcast recently that you had, what, 200 odd people register? Yes, yes, that's said. right. Yeah, actually, yeah. we had 300 people register and close to 100 turned up. It was about yeah. turning the great resignation and to the great retention and that the content was spot on because you know HR leaders and people leaders are struggling with that at the moment uh, and it was amazing so it was great copy it was great content and you know again I stayed in contact with many of them and we just want some business through just you know doing that webcast so that was great. Great so the four quadrants like so what I'm hearing is is that the first thing was newsletter then even and hearing you I remember that conversation was it I don't even have a newsmail newsletter system I'll just send it out via my email like you just got on with it like you're just a get on with it kind of person and you know the fact that you just grasped that and went right so newsletter is a foundation or that EDM or staying in, in contact with those people um and uh, was the first one. Then finding some, you know, Michael Port, uh, Book Yourself Solid talks about always having something to invite people to. So, you know, um, so you have your webcast, like you've got ways that people have been able to come into your world. You've been able to build your list, give them great value. The same experience you had when you came to the dinner is that, you know, come along, you know, here's some things you might find useful. If you want some more help, we're here. If not, that's okay. So that lightness but you've been able to do that at scale because you're global, you know, being able to go, well, Jessica can't run a dinner necessarily all the time. She could, um, but she's got a global business, which is quite different again. So being able to have something that's accessible for people all over the world, you've run things on different time zones. You know, I know it's like, just it's like, oh, I ran a workshop at 11 o'clock last night. And, I've, you know, so then on top of that, you've got uh, your content that's going out you have your social media content so it's you've been able to I think what's noticeable is that you you're making your practice work for you in the way that you need it to work and just working out out of those four quadrants you've got the SEO and LinkedIn profile build and all that sort of stuff for the visibility with being found and the referrals you know thank great uh, uh, thank you things and all that sort of stuff is that it sounds like along with that with your book and the positioning is being able to um, define out of those things what you need that's just right for you is that 
right? Your sentence, like you just sort of really looked at, okay, well, these are the key principles and here's my version. Here's the Jessica Schubert version yeah. of that. Would that be right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's being able to, you know, build all of these activities up and being yeah. confident to doing them and then scaling up and scaling down and scaling sideways. Yeah. Yes. So for me in the last, you know, in the first two years of, you know, running my coaching practice or leadership practice full time, it was all about activity. You know, so I invited yes. people, I had Facebook lives, I had webcasts, I did, you know, breakfast when we could, you know, go back into the world again. You know, I was part of different, you know, communities as well, where I was speaking and, and helping and doing masterclasses. Now that we're very busy and we have a lot of delivery, the challenge for everyone who runs a leadership or coaching practice like I do will notice then, oh my God, I'm delivering now. There is so much time that I spend on just working with clients. You know, how do I keep on the cadence of still business development? So the activities you then do have to change uh, and because you can't go out and do lots of webcasts, but we still build lists. So we, you know, we're posting and, you know, as you said, we're using SEO and reaching out to the clients we have. Yes. And asking for referrals and now focusing more on positioning yes. um, the business rather than just activity. But yes. this could this could come again as well. You know, so we're, we're, we're staying in that cadence as well. Always yeah. mindful of what's happening in, in the coaching practice, probably about six months or so out. Yeah, I've, I've got yeah, bigger right. dreams and goals, but what's happening, you know, we always look ahead sort of the next six or 12 months. Yes. And so speaking of that, where is your practice going? Like, what's the vision for you and your practice? What's next for you? Well, that's a really good question. Um, I'm actually quite happy with the way we run it now and the way it's going. And what I mean by that is I love running a coaching practice that's really lean. So my mm. original idea of having an, an office full of employees, I've ditched that idea a long time ago when I first <laughs> met you and we talked through it. Yeah. Uh, but I do have support. And that was another yeah. real turning point in my practice as well. And again, we spoke about this in a coaching session where mm. I really needed support um, uh, you know, in terms of you know, social media systems, calendar management mm. um, and all those tasks where you know I could not longer focus on and it wasn't worth it yes so I've got some some help there now as well in bookkeeping and all that stuff all that yes. stuff I'm not good at right yeah well we're gonna it's all about keeping you and your genius <laughs> to That's keep right. you coming out with your thought leadership and your IP and all those great ideas that are sitting there you know, the more that we can keep, if you can get the support and the systems, as you say, is that you can stay out front, just keep running and everybody else keeps coming behind you. So um, if you had your time again, Jessica, if you go back to when you started your, your practice and through to now on reflection, is there anything that if you had your time again that you'd do differently? If I had my time again, um, I would not get so sidetracked early on. I think right. one of the challenges um, that I've had, and I see other uh, people, in particular women who start running their own practices, um, that we tend to um, look at other people and what they do. And we get this fright of, 
oh my God, they're amazing. They're running, you know, a practice that's much larger. Their IP looks amazing. They've got all of this stuff done and they, you know, driving a certain revenue. You know, it's great to learn from others. And that's what I love about the Women with Influence community. We're all at different stages, but we share and we learn. And I wish I wouldn't have gotten so sidetracked and tried to be everything to everyone. Right. uh, Or you know, put this pressure on, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, rent an office and, you know, hire people and thank God I never did this, but yes. I was sort of on the path going in the completely wrong direction. And I right. sort of, you know, I, I caught myself, you know, with your help uh, and went in the right direction. So if I had my time, I would do that earlier right. and I would just start those three things. Yeah. Um, write a newsletter, get an email marketing tool. It's, you know, there are free tools out there. It's not expensive. It doesn't have to be, you know, the the most expensive tool Um, and start, you know, writing your own IP and getting some, you know, some social media traction done as well Um, and and do that religiously and start that and, you know, uh, start um, doing those activities like webcasts and invite people to, you know, events, but the right, mm. the right people to the right, right events a bit earlier. So those three main things that right. really helped me to, yeah. you know, get activity uh, going and get the first, you know, leads and also build some, you know, some really good IP. Yes. I wish I would have done that earlier. Right. And uh, if someone was watching this or listening to it or reading the chapter in the book and, you know, they're saying, Oh, Jessica, when she started is where I am, you know, and they're looking at and they go, I want to be Jessica when I grow up. Um, what advice would you have for them if they were starting their practice? Not even necessarily starting, but let's say they're sort of, you know, even a, a, a year or two in and they're, they're at that stage where they're going, I don't know, I just feel stuck. Something's not quite right here. I've got a few clients, but struggling to probably increase my pricing and I want more people to come through. You know, if they're that sort of year or two in, because you're sort of starting to deal with you, what you realise you 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 know that there's now, you're getting into the things that you didn't know that you didn't know. <laughs> what <laughs> advice would you have for them? Well, I, I would look at it, uh, you know, from sort of two different areas. So the, the first part is actually the, you know, your mindset mm. uh, and believing that you already add value. Right. Don't overthink of, you know, changing necessarily the work that you're doing. You know, believe that you're adding value and yeah. focus on focus on that, focus on what you're good at, focus on your purpose. So be really clear on who you are, what your coaching practice stands for. You taught me a long time ago to, you know, create what's your big word and what would be, you know, what would people do differently after they've worked with you and get clear on those messages. And that's not just that you can put it on your website, but it's Mm -hmm. also clarity for yourself. And I find when I talk to people that are, you know, just at the beginning of their you know, their business or their coaching practice or their, you know, career even, that they're not quite clear on how they add value, what Mm. their strengths are and who they are. And we all know that if people want to know you and trust you and buy from you or get you in, they need to know who you are. And you have to be able to tell them what you bring to the table. That's not, that's the same if you work in in an organization or if you have your own practice. So get really clear on that and get some help and enroll in a course where, you know, you 
can create that narrative around it. But it's all about that mindset that you're already, you know, adding value. Yes. You don't have to reinvent yourself. No. But then <laughs> you know, spell but it out a little bit more. Spell it out a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and make it then easy, you know, for others to buy you as well. And that work, that writing, that IP comes from that kind of work to start off with. Yes. So sort of, you know, around mindset and confidence and getting yourself out there. Yes. Um, and then, um, you know, be brave and be brave and have big dreams, but narrow it down to three things you want to do really well. And that's what I did. I knew yeah. that I needed to increase my list. I needed yeah. to be able to, you know, get in touch with people and stay in touch with them. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know where, where I heard this, but, you, you know, people who don't know you need to hear from you about 10 times. Yeah, before they trust you and then yes. get in contact with you. No one is going to, you know, jump on LinkedIn and see you and go, oh, we're going to, you know, buy a transformational leadership program from Jessica. <laughs> right. yeah, there's all these, you know, there's, there's all these engagement points that people go through. So start that straight away and do yes. three things that will help you to, you know, scale, um, you know, the business really well and do the right activities. That's great. I love that. That's such great advice. So big things are mindset. Um, be brave and I love that those three things because it can just feel like oh my god there's this just never-ending list of things that need to be done and it can be so overwhelming but even just I love that even just going what are the three things that are going to really grow my practice even just getting those things right and just showing up list uh, who are the people on build list work out who's going to go on that list and then work out the routines of how you're going to stay in contact with them and then showing up consistently the 10 pieces it's that 10 touch points um, to do that as well and I loved and you've said that repeatedly particularly newsletter IP consistency having things to invite people to the events you've done face-to-face -face and the webcasts so you know you're um, practice you've done so much work on the foundations of your practice and you've really got those your um I think of Germans and their engineering like you know they're just so good at um, getting the foundations of you know the, that quality foundation in there and you've done so much work on that and your practice is now flourishing you are on this trajectory I mean the clients programs all the things you're working on and uh, you know I know you're so well respected as a coach you see you you know everything that you're putting out there and you're, you're really um, uh, you know leading the way and setting the standard like this is this is you know really showing how it's done and that exceptionality that we talk about is about you know really finding what that is that makes you different and like you said is you're already doing it anyway it's just that sometimes we're not valuing it enough is we go oh well you know isn't that what kind of what everyone does it's <laughs> um so valuing that that uniqueness and being able to say well this is what I bring to the table for people to be able to work with you and then going okay well now it's about improving and like you said with your practices now it's just making it better so uh, huge um, and and I think sometimes we can overcomplicate it. I love what you said before about you see all these distractions of, oh, okay, I'm building online courses and, okay, now I'm over here and I'm doing podcasts. Okay, now I'm over here and, and okay, and then you lose all that momentum, all that energy, and you, you dig a lot of shallow holes. Like I always think it's like a bit like a, it's like a field and you go, okay, I'll, I'll dig for a little while and there's nothing there. Then I'll go over here and I'll dig for a little while and there's nothing there. So, you know, having that plan and a, a strategy and, 
you know, you have just followed that um, to the letter. So well done on, and, you know, but you've made it yours. You've made it your version of that, which is really great to see. So um, we're, so if people want to follow you, if they, you know, want to jump on, where are they best to go? Do you want them to go to your website or social media? Yeah, um, website is always good. It's www.intechteams.com. Email address is jessica at intechteams.com. And Jessica Schubert, just on LinkedIn, are probably the main, the three main uh, contact points <laughs> for us. It's terrific. Well, jump on Jessica's website. Make sure you sign up to her newsletter so you can see the amazing things that she's doing. She is applying the methodology to her practice and what her practice needs. So the, the whole expert influencer methodology is not about, oh my gosh, hurry up and you've got to do it all. It's being strategic, thinking about the resources you have, the markets that you have, how accessible they are, what do you need to do to create that access and just working out the sequence of the activity. And as Jessica said, she just started, she didn't even have a newsletter system. She just got it out. I remember I've still got the newsletter. Um, is that, you know, don't let these things hold you back, but just start is what I love is that even the, you know, we have all these excuses and reasons why we can't start things and you just started. And uh, so huge credit to you, Jessica. We um, look forward to seeing more of your journey. We'll be waving by the sidelines going, remember us when you're famous, Jessica. <laughs> um, you're doing an incredible job. So well done. And thanks again for being part of, um, part of the podcast today. Thank you, Jane. Thank you for having me.